This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I am joined by no one today. It is it is just me. I am flying solo. We're trying something new. Well, we're not trying something new. We're kind of being forced to do something new here. We've been trying all week to get together and record a world championship preview podcast, and unfortunately, it hasn't happened. It just didn't didn't work out. We had two. It was just a chaotic week. You know, it turns out that having kids in your life tends to take away a significant portion of your free time and make it more difficult to schedule things like this. But it is what it is. We plan to record throughout World Championships, maybe uh, one or two podcasts, just kind of live reacting to things as they're happening. Maybe if, you know, other things pop up, different types of bets pop up during the week, we'll, we'll be able to talk about. But we will come back strong with World Championship content. But I wanted to get on here on the eve of World Championships and just talk about some of the betting opportunities and hopefully get it out by tomorrow morning and give you all some opportunity to ride with us or, you know, fade us, go against us on, on certain bets, as some people have already told me that they're going to do on some of the bets that I posted. So we're going to kind of go through here. I have no idea how long this podcast is going to be. Could be 15 minutes. I could go for an hour and 15 minutes by myself. Who knows? You know, I'm going to I'm going to try to channel my uh, Colin Coward here or, uh, you know, whoever your favorite solo host radio host is and and, uh, you know, try to try to make this the best possible episode I can. Um, I have no idea how this is going to go. <laughs> this could be pretty entertaining. It could be pretty terrible. Um, so we'll we'll see how it goes. I don't know. But I want to start off and we're going to start with the event that everybody is talking about. We're going to talk about the men's 100 meters. Um, and this morning I woke up to, or I didn't, I won't say I woke up to it, but uh, when I opened up Instagram and I was scrolling, I encountered a video that made me rethink all of my predictions and everything that I thought could happen in this event. Um, a, I think it was about a week ago, Noah Lyles posted on his Instagram. What, let's see what he posts. He posted, I will run. He said, I will run. I got it right here. I will run 9.65, 19.10. So meaning that those are his predicted times, what he's training for in the 100 meters and 200 meters. And if you're kind of not paying much attention to what's happening in the running world over the past year, year and a half, Noah Lyles, one of the best, if not the best 200 meter runner in the country, has also set his sights on the 100 meters. And in this world championship is going to be running both of those events. 9.65 is in reference to his time that he's hoping to run in the 100 meters. And that will be a very competitive time for the win, for the gold medal at this world championships, if he's able to run that. And the 19.1... That I believe is in the that which he's hoping to run in 200 meters. That is a that is a world record, and I believe that is Usain Bolt's world record of the 200 meters. I think Usain Bolt has it. Let's see, it's like 19.2. It is 19.19. So he's hoping to 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 run a very competitive time in the 100 meters, and also hoping to run a uh, 
a world record in his main event, the 200 meters. Now, if you're looking at the gambling odds on that, let me see if I can pull up the men's 100 meters here. And my first instinct looking at this, Noah, uh, Noah Lyles was posted at plus 450. Fred Curley, we'll start with the favorite. Fred Curley was plus 225. Noah Lyles was plus 450. Um, a single was plus 500. And then it goes down from there. Um, and just like, I know we talk about these gambling odds a lot. Um, and the plus minus might, if you're, if you're new to it, just basically, um, the plus number means that you have, uh, you have, uh, plus money coming your way. So if it's plus 200, that means it's, it's two to one. So if you, if you bet a hundred, you're going to get back, you're going to win 200 in addition to the money you bet. If it's plus, if it's plus 450, like Noah Lyles is in this and you bet a hundred, you're going to get, you're going to win, uh, $450 on that bet. So it means that if there was ever a favorite, they would be minus money. So you'd have to, if you, if they were minus 150, let's say, and you put down, or I'm, I'm rather, let's say, make it easier. If it was minus 200 and you put down a hundred dollars in that, that person won, you would only win 50 in addition to the money that you put down. So quick, quick, quick gambling, uh, you know, tutorial there. But when I'm looking at these odds, right, there's no clear cut favor because Fred Curley's posted for 225 and then jumps to Noah Lyles at 450. I think the smart gambler here looks at Noah Lyles and says, hey, this looks like it's going to be up in the air. And this guy has a ton of confidence coming in. It might be worth putting a little bit of money on Noah Lyles on those big plus odds. Now, Fred Curley, in an interview today, let me pull up his response to asking about Noah Lyles in his prediction to run uh, 9.65. Let's see if we can pull it up here. That's coming after that title. I'm Fred. I'm Fred Curley. This is my title. All right. So that's Fred Curley being asked about this. And he says, the 100 meters is my title. And if Noah Lyles is going to run 965, that means I'm going to run it faster. And he said it in the most intimidating death stare of a way. So seeing Fred Curley say that in that interview in front of Noah Lyles makes me feel like I am completely off on this prediction and that I should have put my money on Fred Curley. Now I'm, I'm already bet on a little bit of money on Noah Lyles. I'll say like a half a unit on Noah Lyles, just a little sprinkle, just a little taste to make it exciting in this one, because I don't have a good read on this race by any means, but seeing that video makes me think that maybe I put my money in the wrong place. All right, so that's the 100 meters. And like I said, I do not have a very strong read there. I have a little bit of money sprinkled on Noah Lyles, but uh, Fred Curley, uh, you know, those statements, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, making me question everything I, uh, I'm thinking about Noah Lyles there. But anyways, it's going to be an extremely entertaining event. It's anybody's race. Um, and so, you know, for that case, I would encourage you to go after the plus money. Try to get a little bit of a longer shot on that on that race because, uh like I said, it's 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 anybody's race. Um, just quickly mentioning on the hundred meters before we before we go on to the next event, uh, I want to just point out uh, Christian Coleman at plus sixteen hundred. If you are looking for a long shot, that's your two thousand nineteen world champion, I believe two thousand nineteen world champion. Um, 
that could be the where the long shot is. So um, before this race kicks off, I might even put uh, another very small wager on that plus 1600 number for Christian Coleman. All right, moving on to a race where I feel like I have a very strong read, and that is the men's uh, steeplechase. And this is by far my largest bet of the world championships that I've put so far. So this, I believe, you know, my read on this event is this is the perfect combination of having a clear cut favorite and having a challenger, like one challenger that has a shot, because what happens in this, in these track and field events, when there's a clear cut favorite, you're getting terrible odds. You're getting minus thousand minus 900. You're getting no opportunity to make any money. But in this case, El Bacali out of Morocco is minus 200. Now he's the clear cut favorite, but, um, we got, uh, we got, uh, what's his name here? We got Germa out of Ethiopia who has a shot to upset him. And I think that combination of having a clear cut favorite, a young up and comer that has a shot is going to bring those odds down and kind of put in a sweet spot for gambling and going hard on the favorite here. So I went, I put down my five-star pick, my five-unit play on El Bacali out of Morocco, um, minus 200. So you're only going to get back half the money that you're putting down to, 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 uh, uh, on this bet, but I think it's worth it. I think that this is the bet where you go all out on and you in, enjoy the show because there's, you know, when I look at throughout this race, when I'm looking at the, you know, Ryan Krausers, when I'm looking at the Mondo Duplantis, those huge, you know, favorites, there's not a real challenger that's going to bring their odds down. This is the one big time favorite where the odds have come down just enough to go hard on. So that's my pick. Um, yeah, I'm going to be I I, I mean, it, there's I'm going to be watching this one very closely because, you know, when you when you when you try to make money off of those minus 200, you have to put down a decent amount. But I, I have and uh, I'm confident in. It. So that is my big pick for the uh, for the whole track meet. If I had to pick my five star play for this world championships, it would be on the steeplechase and on El Bacali. Let's move to let's talk a little bit about Safan Hassan and her being in not one, not two, but three events. She's in the women's 1500 meters, the women's 5k and the women's 10k. Um, I don't think she's going to run all three of these. Um, if I were to bet on her dropping out of one, I bet she'd probably drop out of the woman's 1500 meters, especially where faith Kip Yagen is such an outstanding favorite in this. Nobody's going to touch faith in this. And, you know, on that note, she's minus 1100 and it just doesn't make any, you know, going back to what I was just saying in the men's steeplechase, it just doesn't make any sense betting on anybody to win because you would have to put down, you'd have to put down, uh, $1,100 to win a hundred on faith Kip Yagen. And it just, that to me, that just, I mean, to most people that just doesn't make any sense. Um, but I believe Safan Hassan is going to drop out of the fit women's 1500 meters. And I, but I do think she will show up in the women's 10 K and possibly the, uh, possibly the women's five K. Now I also believe that she's going to be in the mix 
for one, if not both of these. And for the women's 10K, I feel like it's kind of anybody's race. Um, you got Sige with minus 135. You got Gide with plus 200. But then you got Safan Hassan in the women's 10K at plus 350. Now, it's a long shot, but I actually think that it's a smart bet to bet on Safan Hassan in the women's 10K at that price. Um, and especially where it is kind of up in the air. Let me see here. Let me see if I can find the women's 5K odds. I forget where she's at for the women's 5K. Okay, women's 5K. So Faith Kipyagin is uh, minus 400 in the women's 5K. Gide is plus 650 in the women's 5K. And then Safan Hassan is plus 800 in the women's 5K. Again, I don't know if it's a terrible idea to toss a couple butts on Safan Hassan here because I think if, you know, she, uh, let's see, which event is first here? Is it the women's 5K or is it the, because I think if she's not feeling it in one of these events, she'll probably ease up and then save it for the next event. If, if the 5K, I should be able to get that information pretty quickly here. You know, I I I I rant about these websites um in our sport quite a bit. Um, but it's insane how difficult it is sometimes to find this information. I should be able to go to World Athletics, click on the event, and see the list of athletes competing in that event. But they they make it so darn hard. Okay, so let's see here. So we have the women's. Women's 10K final is tomorrow night. It's Saturday night. So it's the first uh, the first final of the first running final, I should say. The men's shot put finishes up before the 10K. But it's the first running final of the entire track meet. And that's, you know, I think that's going to be a, 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 a great place to see how Safan, Safan Hassan is is. is is feeling rather, you know, she's, um, I believe that her best shot is in the 10 K. So if she goes after it and she's in the mix, she might be done for the rest of the track meet. Um, if she's not feeling it in like the first mile of this race, she might drop out, which she's done before in the past and save it for the 5k. So, uh, I think it's going to be really interesting to kind of see how that plays out for Safan Hassan. All right, let's look at some of the other events we got here. What do we have? All right, so we talked women's 1500. Let's talk men's 1500. Now, this is this is a race where I really want the ability to bet on uh, meddling or like podium finishes. Um, as of right now, DraftKings isn't allowing us to do that, but I have been in contact with our boy Chief over at Bell Lab Track and Field Gear, and it turns out he's been in contact with people at DraftKings, and, DraftKings, and word is that you will be able to bet on uh podium finish or or meddling not just the winners before this race so if that's the case that changes things because listen yaka bigger britson is going to win this race like there's no doubt about it at minus 650 it doesn't make sense to bet on him so right now we're looking at probably the you know in most people's eyes in our eyes probably what should be the most exciting event and just no ability to have any action on this right now that being said, I did I did have a conversation with somebody last night. We're like, okay, let's assume that 
Jakob trips over his shoelace or he has a bad day or somebody pops. Like, who do you see as the person that's potentially going to pop and come out of nowhere for this race? And I was actually making the argument for our boy Yared Nagus. And in the making the argument in the sense that I think when you look at this list, you kind of know who everybody is. And you kind of have an idea of what they're capable within like maybe a second or two. Nagus has completely come out of nowhere this year. And I think his ceiling is just nobody has any idea what he is capable of, right? So if there's one wild card in this field, one long shot that could potentially upset Jakob Ingebrigtsen, I think you have to pick Yared Nagus. So maybe it's worth, I'm not, I'm saying don't, don't put anything real on this race, but maybe like just toss five bucks on your red. you know, maybe it's worth watching him try to come out of nowhere. Like, you know, I, I said it on a, on, I think it was probably last episode. Yared's the golden retriever of the group, right? He just like, it's like, he's happy to be out there and you know, he, he sees the ball, he goes, runs after it, you know, with his tongue hanging out of his mouth. He's just, he's just having a good time. He doesn't know what he's capable of. Maybe he has the ability to hang with Jakob. I know that's a long shot, right? And I know that's, uh, you know, probably not going to happen, but I'm just saying, just, you know, entertaining the wild card opportunity. If there's anybody to potentially go up against Jakob, who would it be? Who could it be to potentially upset him? Maybe Yared. Now, uh, when we look at when, if, and when the, the, the bet to metal or to podium comes up, I will be betting on our guy, Josh Kerr. And if I'm being honest, I actually already have a very small bet out there for him to win. Uh, he's plus 5,000. I mean, Josh is our guy, right? Josh is one of my favorite runners, if not our, our, our favorite on the podcast. I know we could say that for a handful of guys, but Josh is our guy, right? I am putting, I, I already have money on him, but if the bet to metal or to, like to podium comes up, I will be going much harder at that bet on Josh. And then I think that's all I got for the men's 1500. Um, let's move over to men's 400 meter hurdles. Um, Karsten Warholm is by far the favorite. Rye Benjamin is so Karsten Warholm is minus 400. Rye Benjamin is plus 350. Uh, this was arguably the race of the Olympics when we saw these two showdown, uh, on the, on the highest possible stage. Um, I always say this whenever hurdles are in the mix, there's always an opportunity for an upset. And um, I think that gap is closer than these odds are showing. So again, you know, Carson Warholm is going to win this race, but I think if there's an any anywhere to sprinkle a little opportunity to see an upset, I think you have to put a little on Rye Benjamin here just because, like I said, the hurdles make things messy, right? Things can go wrong over those hurdles and where he already has a chance to maybe beat him out. Right. You know, I know it's a really long shot to beat him out. He has a chance. You throw in the factor of the fact that they're jumping over stuff. I think not putting a little bit of money on Rye Benjamin would be a mistake. Women's 100. Now, listen, I started this, this whole, I started this whole uh, podcast off with talking about by far my biggest bet, not even close. I was betting on a favorite, a minus number. So you're going to hear me talk a lot of plus money, right? You're going to hear me talk a lot of underdogs. 
um, because most of my money on this track meet is invested minus odds on a favorite. So kind of going forward, I'm talking mostly underdogs with maybe a couple exceptions, but looking at the women's hundred meters, the smart money is absolutely without a doubt. It's Shelly and Frazier price. If I was betting with my head, I would bet on Shelly and Frazier price. If I was betting with my heart, I would be betting on Shakari Richardson. Now I'm here to tell you folks, and I think most of the two who already knows, I very rarely bet with my head. I mostly bet with my heart. Um, so like I said, if you're a smart better, you will be betting on Shelly and Frazier price and you will be gobbling up that minus 105 odds because those are great odds on a clear cut favorite. But if you're a dumb better like me and you're going to bet with your heart, you are going to take that that Shakari Richardson plus 550 odds and go hard on it. So I am not sprinkling this bet. I am putting a solid three unit bet on Shakari Richardson to uh, to win this race um, because I believe in this storyline. This is my storyline bet of the of the entire track meet. I mean, this would be if 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 Shakari Richardson can win uh, the uh, gold medal at this at this world championship, she can come away as number one. Make the movie. Make the movie tomorrow, like or, or as soon as this happens, sign over the sign over the 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 rights to whatever whatever uh, uh, studio you want, and let's make the movie. I am betting on the storyline here, so that's where, you know, I, I listen. I, I I try to come here with intelligent picks as often as I can, but I'm just telling you, this is a dumb bet, but I'm making it anyways. So, men's one ten hurdles. Um, it's hard to pass up on that Grant Holloway uh, number at plus one fifty. I'll 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 be honest with you. I I did not bet this event. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think you look at that. I, I, I my instinct looking at this, I feel like Grant Holloway should be lower odds. I feel like there should be a negative number there. So when I look at this, I get scared because. I feel like Vegas is telling is 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 wants me to bet that, right? I feel like whoever the odds maker is, they want me to bet that, because um, it seems almost too good to be true. So for that reason, I'm probably going to stay away from the 110 hurdles. Um, if you told me you you went hard on Grant Holloway here at plus 150, I'd tell you it's a good bet. But personally, I'm staying away from this one. And then we have the men's uh, 10k. So we got Cheptegei at minus 155. We got Borrega plus 550. We got Kiplimo at plus 650. We got uh, Mo Ahmed at plus uh, uh, 3,500. And then it keeps going down from there. Um, I mean, there's some, this is a tough one. Um, I think that this is one where you have to bet Cheptegei at minus 150. By the time this event comes around, let's see, when do they have this event? They have it on Sunday evening. By this time, by I haven't bet this event yet, but by the time it comes around, I will probably I will probably be putting some money on on Chep the guy. Uh let's see, what else do I have here? Oh, also, I don't see his odds right here, but I think that a fun pick on this, if we are able to see meddling or podium places on this sport on the DraftKings sportsbook by the time this event comes around, 
You know, I think a a, a Chalimo uh, to to get bronze might be a fun pick here, um, just because he has the experience, and you're probably going to get huge odds on that, right? Um, he has the experience. Uh, you know, he's been here before. He's been running really well. He's coming on super strong. Um, you know, I think I, I if if we already get podium bets, I'm I'm probably going to put a little on Klecker. Um, but I'll also probably put a lot, a little on Chalimo as well. So what else do we have here? Men's 200. Oh, okay. So I need to talk about probably if it wasn't for the men's 100 meters, probably would have led off my, uh, my podcast this evening. And that was, uh, my, my go-to bet of the meat. And so what I did was I parlayed Noah Lyles to win the 200 meters and uh, Keely Hodgkinson to win the 800 meters for, for the women. Um, and that put it at a plus 136 odds. Cause I'm looking at this. I was like, listen, Noah Lyles is going after the world record. And with Mo out, Keely Hodgkinson is uh, is by far the favorite. And I was shocked that her odds were higher than they were. I'm sh- I was shocked at where her odds were. I was expecting them to be lower. So I was like, listen, I'm going to put these two together. I'm like, they're both, I think these, these two are both favorites, but they're both have like reasonable odds for where they're at. And I'm going to put them together. I'm going to make a decent bet on this. Right. And I thought for sure, this was my lock this was my plus money lock of the of the meat. But then I wake up to articles that a thing Mo is in Budapest, right? And so she hasn't announced that she's running yet, but she's there. And so for, for those that are kind of missing the point here, a thing Mo uh, dropped or said she was dropping out due to uh, injury issues, but she's in Budapest. So now there's a lot of talk that Mo may be in the women's 800 meters, in which case my bet is screwed. So like, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me right here where I have this big bet riding on Keely Hodgkinson, but, you know, I want to rep the red, white, and blue. Like I, I want, I want Mo to, to win a, a world championship. So I'm very conflicted. Part of me is like, no, I don't want Mo to run. I gotta, I gotta root for my bet. And the other part is like, well, if she's able to suck it up, suck up her injury, get on the track and run, I want her to. So I don't know. Um, I've been, I'll be watching this like a hawk. Let's see, when's the women's eight hundred meter? It is on probably later in the in the meet. We're looking at so the men's eight hundred meter is on next Saturday, so day eight, and the women's 800 meters is the final day, so that's Sunday, August 27th, so I'm going to have to sweat this out for over a week, oh man, if I, if, if between now and that 800 meters, even if Mo, even if Mo doesn't announce she's running or not running by then, if I get the option on DraftKings to get a cash out, even if it's less than what I put down, I think I might take it um, just because I want to root for Mo to run this race. So 
a little bit of an uh, of a confusing situation there as uh and you know as our as our co-host mike would say I, you know with this mo character i think there's something there so i want to cheer for her uh okay here this this uh hey i'll tell you what this uh this coward calling coward uh style episode is going much longer than i thought i wonder if you guys are sick of me yet but uh let's keep going we'll keep going here uh power through a couple more events you know i do I without Mike without Mike here? I don't know if I want to get into the whole Sydney McLaughlin thing and her not running. Um, I'll just say like it's a little bit of a shame, right? Because I get like I certainly get where she's coming from. Like at her level and her dominance, like the only thing that really matters is Olympics. So even if you're aching a little bit, I mean, it might be a long. It might be the best like decision for your career to to sit this out but i don't know i i want to get to the point where people are grinding it out to 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 win this i want i want the world championship to feel like the super bowl of that of this sport on the off years even though it's like it's not even close especially when you're looking at a like a career and business perspective so mk bowl minus 1600 i mean there's nothing fun to bet on there you know even going back to my argument that when hurdles are the mix, you know, anything go wrong. I just, I don't think that anything, anything's going to happen there. So I'm going to skip this. I'm going to skip that event. Um, uh, women's 200, you got Sharika Jackson at uh, minus 225. Gabrielle Thomas plus 300. Shelly and Frazier Price plus 650. Shakari Richardson minus a thousand. So I don't have a good feel on this. Um, maybe, maybe sprinkling something on Gabby Thomas. I don't have a feeling this. I feel like, so there, this is going down Monday afternoon. I feel like by the time that comes around, I will have some action on this, but I just don't have a feel for it right now. Women's 800 meters. So I already kind of talked about this, but Keely Hodgkinson, the favorite at minus 135. And kind of going back to what I was talking about, about having like a clear cut favorite and uh, having a strong contender to bring those odds back down. I thought that this was another kind of sweet spot to take the favorite Keely Hodginson because Mary Moore out of Kenya is like, is going to be a challenger, right? She's going to be a strong challenger, but I still feel like Keely's a, a pretty strong clear cut favorite here, but with Mo in the mix, who the heck knows? And if it's an injured Mo, that makes it even more complicated. So we're going to have to wait and see how this, this race plays out over the next uh, week or so. Men's 5K is going to be an interesting race. Jakob Ingebrigtsen is going to be the favorite there at minus 155. But, you know, I think that this is a place where you can gamble a little bit. You can, you know, toss some money on a, on a Chepta guy or uh, or a, a, a Katir or somebody kind of go a little bit longer. I mean, Katir is, uh, he's plus 1,200. Um, you know, so I, I, I'll probably toss a little bit on, on Chepta guy because, Let's see where where this where this lines up in in, in comparison to the fifteen hundred meters. The fifteen hundred, the men's final is on Saturday evening, and then the men's final of the five k is it must be is it on Saturday? Ah, men's final fifteen. So the women's 5K final is on Saturday night as well. Oh, okay. So the men's 5K final is on the last night. So it is 
on Sunday. So after a five, after a 1500 on Saturday, he would, Jakob would need to double back for the 5k the next night. So that's asking a lot, you know, and I, and, and for that reason, I think you have to, I think you have to, to bet Jeff, Jeff, the guy here in the, in the men's 5k. So other than that, I don't have a strong read on this, on this race, but I think it's okay to, to take the big plus money here in hopes that, Ingebrigtsen isn't 100% in this race. So, uh, other than that, do I have anything else? Any other game? Oh, well, uh, the the men's 800 meters. Um, I I don't have much of a read on this. I will say I don't have much of a read on this, but I am shocked. All right. So, unfortunately, Steve's audio seems to have dropped as he was coming into the home stretch, closing out this podcast. He was so close. He was crushing it. Uh, not many people can just go out there and rip a, a solo pod. Shout out to Steve for making it happen. But I'll come in here. I'll be the. I'll be his Kenley Jansen. I'll close it out for him. Uh, I got. I got nothing to add except I do want to give, and I'm gonna do it, Steve. I'm gonna give a five star play because I'm just gonna hop in here. I'm going to give a five-star play. That's what I'm going to do. This is my don't think about it, just throw, don't think, just throw pick of the century. And I've given a pick like this before. I think I gave one at the last world championship. But listen, just take the people you know are going to win. Just take them. The no-doubters. Put them all in one pot. And there it is. You got a five-star play. I know five-star plays are controversial in uh, the betting world right now. It's a, a, a deep cut that only Steve will get, but that's okay. Here's the pick. Take Mondo Duplantis, parlaying with Krauser, Jakob, Kirsten, USA Men's 4x4, USA Women's 4x4. Now, it's only giving you plus 129. I know it sounds crazy. A six-leg parlay for plus 129. Those are all the easiest winners you're going to find. Just take the people who are going to win. It's that simple. Five-star pick. Five-star pick. That's it. That's all I got for you tonight. Thank you, Steve, for getting getting this out there, getting it done. I want to run faster, but I peaked too early. Now I'll hit the Josie. Josie's on a vacation fire away.